front seat of my black Toyota Camry rental car. This is the DSAC podcast. Very happy to have you along as I make my short journey to go grab myself dinner tonight in America's butthole, a.k.a. Orland, California. Technically in Corning, California at the moment. Here doing an inventory audit today for some tomato chunks. I will post pictures because the tomato thing's actually pretty damn cool. Oh, I don't want my lights on. Go away, light. I don't want you on. Go away, light. No, seriously. What the fuck? Why is this light on? Is my door open or something? Oh, man. Well, here we go. What a wonderful start. I don't know how to turn off this goddamn light. There we go. Ain't no killers in the back seat. Nobody trying to distract me, so we're good here. I am about to get on the... Wow, what a wonderful start to this podcast. I am about to... Get on the I-5 freeway in wonderful Orland, Corning, whatever, California. This place sucks. I always forget that this was a one-day job, and I end up booking myself way more time than I need to. So I'm stuck here tonight at the beautiful Rolling Hills Casino. It's not very beautiful. I once described it as the saddest casino ever. Has a terrible buffet. Uh, The gaming choices are limited, to say the least. It is located on something like Everett Jackson Highway, but that connects to Liberal Avenue, which I assume is not a very popular street name here. Uh, Vaccine mandates in California, mask mandates in California, those do not exist in this current location. So, I am... The only one walking around with a mask who also might be vaccinated. That's pretty cool. Kind of kind of unique. So yes, we're currently driving on Everett Jackson Highway. Uh, solo pod this week because I was too lazy to get a guest and I also kind of forgot about it. Uh, the guest pool is getting kind of limited though. So if you haven't been on, like, reach out to me. Let's figure it out. Um, I want to get everybody on here eventually, but, you know, kind of can't kind of difficult to book my own show and like live a life and like be busy and shit but i'll get used to it here we go all right turning right off of everett jackson on to the aforementioned liberal avenue going over the i-5 freeway overpass two-lane road farm country ain't much going on here at all getting on the i-5 north to go to whoa That's a weird entry. All right. Getting on the I-5 North to go to Redding, California, or in that direction. I'm not going that far for food. I had the option today to drive 35 miles, or a 35-minute drive, to go to Chico, California for In-N-Out Burger. And because I had so much time on my hands, I almost did it, but I decided against it. Wanted to be responsible and possibly get on a flight this afternoon. That just did not happen. semi trucks be out tonight um so yeah uh here counting tomato it's a one-day turnaround took zero time whatsoever it's my quickest one but for whatever reason i always like to book a solid 36 hours here 
which is just dumb. So I'm going to get out of here tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. and get on a flight back to Portland at 8 a.m. I got on a flight this morning at 6 a.m. out of Portland to come here. So it's been a long day. I uh, took a nap during the first three innings of the baseball game, which kind of sucked because the game's pretty good. And of course, I'm driving during it right now. Um, But yeah, so what to discuss this week? Um, The Mariner game, 161. Guess we'll go with that. Um, I got told Friday, took a nap. I woke up, my wife comes in and starts asking me questions about the game. I already told her I wanted to go to, but didn't want to go to because I didn't want to do the whole two-year-old by myself thing. Uh, it's a dangerous game with that regard. It could be great or it could be terrible. Um, so she told me that I'm going to the game on Saturday and it was really exciting. I obviously really wanted to go. Um, you know, playoff atmosphere. It's one of the first times that's happened in forever. Um, and we left that day just before noon and we got back just around two o'clock which is a long, long day for a toddler. But he was a rock star. No problems at all. I could have totally done the solo dad thing and it would have been fine. Um, Let's see. Jack in the box. Let's do that. Uh, But yeah, so got there, got there early, arrived early, real quick drive on a Saturday, no traffic. It was fantastic. Um, we parked in a parking garage slightly offside, so a short walk, no big deal. Got inside the stadium, uh, and everybody was super generous to a 32-week-old pregnant lady and a two-year-old toddler. Uh, they did not check our diaper bag, which we could have had any amount of weapons in there, and they did not look at it at all. Uh, very surprising if you ever want to smuggle contraband in that's how to do it get a two-year-old get a wife who's super pregnant Uh, they don't bother you Um, sat down we had two seats and it was supposed to be a packed house that night but for whatever reason we ended up with basically the entire row to ourselves. so we got to spread out and Theo got to have his own seat and he got to dance around in the aisles He had a wonderful time. I'm going to pause this because I'm not sure about recording standards and recording someone against their will is illegal. Getting out of the Jack in the Box parking lot. Sourdough Jack, two tacos. Great combo. Uh, Got some curly fries too because I'm fancy like that. Uh, Pulling out now and getting back onto I-5. It's only a two-mile drive, which isn't too terrible. Um... Yeah, back to baseball. So the one thing that was most appalling about my trip, uh, the thing that bothered me the most about it, and the reason why I probably won't ever sit that close again, or at least in that location, um, the amount of children, one, that's fine, but grown men begging for autographs. Uh, Pre-game, I kind of understand it. You know, it's one of the last games of the season. It was season ticket holder appreciation day. But between innings, when, like, the first baseman is rolling ground balls to the other infielders, 
and like warming up while the pitcher's warming up, people are calling like, Fritz, Fritz, sign! And Jared Walsh, 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 sign! It's like they're kind of busy and they're not gonna come sign for you. Um, and also, why the fuck would they sign for you? Um, it was disgusting. Uh, one guy had like a jersey that clearly he had just gotten a bunch of signatures for and was gonna turn around and sell like the next day. Um, there was a guy that was standing in like the one cutout area right by us where they have the, the net cutout. And he's probably 55 years old and he was making everybody funnel the thing they want signed through him so he could stay in his spot and make sure his stuff got signed too. Uh, it was disgusting. Uh, and I never, ever want to be that guy, and I will never be that guy. Um, it was absolutely distasteful. Uh, the cool thing, though, is that between innings now, with the net, they can't just, like, toss the ball in the stands. they got to kind of huck it up there. So, like, they're throwing the ball, like, 30 rows deep when they come off the field. Um, with the exception of balls that somehow make their way into the dugout. So, uh, Kyle Seeger in the first inning is up to bat. I think it's, like, two strikes i'll have to look at the exact pitch count and stuff like that i'm going to mark it down so that we know exactly what what happened when it was and in the entire situation but he fouls a ball off his foot and it goes back to the dugout and rolls in and then all of a sudden jp crawford pops out and and he's like looking around I'm like okay where's the nearest kid i just went over the line my bad um where's the nearest kid i could toss this ball to and i'm the only person like paying attention to him in the area because it's not between innings and so there's not a bunch of 50 year old men begging for autographs and so I point to Theo and I'm like look there's a there's a kid you could throw the ball to and so he makes eye contact with me kind of flips it up backhand and um it hits the dugout and on the back side of the dugout by our seat you could probably see it in pictures when I post them there's this little electrical box it says not a step on it but it's like a where they plug in the the on-field speakers if they were to plug them in. And the ball hits and ricochets away from us. And it goes to like this old white-haired man sitting with his wife. And I get up to chase it, obviously. And he picks it up, grabs it, and looks at me. And I go, uh, he just tossed that to my kid and it bounced away. And he's like, well, you didn't get it, did you? I'm like, oh, well, it was for, for my kid. And he's like, it's mine. All right, I, I guess. Uh, and so the people behind them starting to like uh, tell him like that was for a kid. And I would guess that his wife said something to him because maybe a minute later he comes over and tosses me the ball. And I go, oh, thank, thank you. You know, kind of condescending. Like, all right, that was definitely our ball in the first place. It was for my kid. You're a dick. And then... Another, like, the in between the innings, he comes over and goes, Hey, man, sorry for being a dick. And I hit him with the real condescending, like, No worries, man. Thank you. Uh, so, he was such an asshole and such a greedy shit that his wife shamed him, the people behind him shamed him, and we ended up with a baseball, which was pretty sweet. So, I have it. I'm going to get it nice and protected. Uh, I'm never going to speak of the greedy old man from this point forward. JP Crawford tossed me a perfect toss and I caught it. And now it's Theo's ball and it's his first ever ball from his second ever game. Um, 
the people in front of us also took notice of this kid being this guy being a dick and uh they were season ticket holders and with the season ticket holder event that was going on they got a bunch of free swag one of which was a mariner moose funko pop so guess what theo played with the entire rest of the night the mariner moose funko pop he stood it up on the dugout when the moose was dancing on top of the dugout so there were two mooses at all time moose meese moose whatever it is mooses all the time uh out there supporting the mariners 100 percent of the time he had a whale of a time he did not throw a single tantrum he started to get hungry around the fourth inning so i got up at the top of the fifth and got up onto the concourse and the line was super long so i was there for an inning and a half now here's what happened in the fifth inning angels i believe hit a home run that that for sure happened. Uh, they scored a run somehow. But in the top of the inning, Mitch Haniger comes up and hits a home run. And I'm standing on the concourse and miss it. <laughs> Hooray! I'm the one who wanted to see the game. I'm the one who get, win and ended up getting food. So I missed that home run. Uh, I watched it on the television just like everyone else did. But I was in the stadium getting a hot dog like a fucking idiot. Um, so by the time I got back to the seat, Allie goes, Hope you were watching the big screen. Because they changed pitchers after Seager got a hit after the Hanager homer. Were you watching the big screen? And I go, oh, I was watching the screen. I saw the stuff that happened. And she goes, oh, did you see Theo then? I'm like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, Theo was dancing on the big screen while you were gone. He was, they were showing him dancing along to a song during the pitching change. I'm like, I missed it. Real sad about it. So... Theo got on the screen on multiple occasions that night, dancing. The camera loved him, loved the moose. He was the biggest fan that night for sure. And I missed at least the beginning of it, but luckily very much caught the end. Um, It was a fantastic game. The Walsh home run was a legit, like, ah, same old Mariners moment. Three-run homer right when you need it. And like someone said, Otani was the tying run, of course. Oh, by the way... That dude did like a half swing. And like he barely stuck the bat out there and the ball went to the warning track in left field. I think the Wood at Dong site said it would have went out in like three or four stadiums. Just ridiculous. Like the guy barely even touches the damn thing and the thing flies. It, it's illegal. Check him for steroids. Um, um, blow Tawny, Roid Tawny, whatever. Um, but yeah, Mariners ended up coming back and winning. I lost my voice. It was a great night. We got back to the car around 10.45 and promptly drove home. Got home around 2 o'clock. Woke up. Watched the Hawks win, which is a pretty nice weekend. Uh, Fantasy football team won. Baseball team lost. TPD. Uh, Great job, Josh, on the comeback there. Um, Yeah, really wish that that would have went through to just a a huge comeback on the day while I'm at the stadium and not really paying attention to it. Uh, And because I was at the stadium... And got to bed late and woke up late. I missed the waiver claim time and didn't get to add my last waiver, which would have been a pitcher, which would have made strikeouts closer. I don't know if I would have won. I don't even know who I would have picked up, but um, regret that. Kind of, kind of wish I would have been a little bit more on top of it. But game's the game. Life is life, and uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. But. Um, Yeah, I've pulled back into the hotel now, so I'm going to walk in and I will finish up recording this podcast inside. Eighth inning, 
Corey Knable coming in in relief of Blake Trinan, which I just learned was Trinan instead of Trainin, which is exactly what his name looks like. Here's what I need to know. Does your Chipotle buy you have fajita veggies? Because mine does not, and that ruins the experience for me. Second thing I need to know. Is Jaden Smith going to make anybody buy New Balance shoes? Thank you. These are my between-inning thoughts. Corey Canable strikes out Harrison Bader to end the eighth for the, do- or for the Cardinals. A uh, couple between-inning thoughts here. Harrison Bader's hair. Worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, if you have hair like that, I can automatically assume that I don't like you. Uh, I can automatically assume that you're a fake cowboy and like to listen to Luke Bryan uh, and ringlets are just stupid get a mullet go all the way uh, if my kid ever has hair like that I will cut it myself also Corey Knable names that do not inspire confidence uh, Corey Knable is not a person who strikes out people also Joe West washed get him out of here good riddance congrats on your retirement go make some weird country music Speaking of another fun note uh, about the Mariner game. So originally, pre-pandemic, I bought tickets to go see the aforementioned Luke Bryant for Allie as a show of, hey, I do fun things that sometimes you like too. Um, I've never heard a single song of that, guys. I don't care to. I hate new country. I hate fake cowboys. I hate cowgirls that have a pair of boots in their closet that they wear once a year or twice a year on 4th of July for whatever reason and then uh, to go to a Luke Bryan concert or some other fake cowboy. Uh, if you want to give me country music like uh, Merle Haggard or uh, any of the other... Uh, the game's back on, so I got distracted. Uh, good country. George Strait, Alan Jackson, Brooks and Dunn. I listen to all that. I will. It's good music. Uh, but the new country stuff about butts and sands and coronas and uh, truck beds and um, dumb shit. Fucking your dog. Uh, not for me. And I hate it. And uh, so we were supposed to go to this Luke Bryan concert. We sold the tickets because we were just coming off of our COVID situation. Now he's like, I don't want to be around a ton of people. And then she bought tickets to be around even more people than the Luke Bryan concert would have been. Uh, So that's a wonderful piece of irony. Love my wife. She's the best. Uh, And really happy she made that decision. Uh, Bottom eight. Let's go. Good play by DeYoung, I guess. Uh, We could talk about Juan Soto being a total look at me guy. Showing up to a game, sitting in the one of the front rows and wearing, you know, your former teammate's jersey. It's your jersey. It looks like your jersey. It looks like you're in a jersey. You're not You're not in the playoffs. You bum. Should have done more earlier in the season and not so much late in the season. You absolute hack. Uh, and here's Kershaw throwing pitches during the playoffs, but just in a commercial. A lot safer for the Dodgers in that way. This game would not be 1-1 if he was pitching. It would be more runs than that. I hate Kershaw. Ah, uh, Kenley Jansen on in the tie game. Cardinals are definitely going to win this. Uh, Y'all are in that. 
this feels like an Albert Walkoff. I was wrong about Kenley Jansen, Tyler O'Neill. What are you swinging at? But this is uh, poetic against Cardinals, I guess. Go, Albert. I hate that Dave Roberts burnt Gavin Lux here. Like, put Ga- now it's Gavin Lux. They bring out a lefty because they were always going to bring out a lefty. And then he brings out Pools. Just let Lux hit. Save Pools. Have Pools bat where Souza's batting. Save Souza. This is going to be an extra inning game. You're going to need all the hitters you can get. It's, it's a waste. You're going to end up with, like, Kershaw taking hits or something like that, which would be terrible because he's terrible. Kershaw sucks. Reyes is 10-8. and eight. How does a closer end up with 18 decisions? It's not great. Former Mariner Chris Taylor walking it off, and they rip up his jersey. Man probably wants to keep that thing. Don't rip his jersey. He just hit a walk-off in the fucking playoffs. He probably wants to frame that shit, and y'all just ripped it off his back? God, dumb shit. Also, I don't know if Bellinger touched home plate before Taylor did. This is an out. Cardinals should review this. Game's still going. Well, now that that's over, let's get to the actual meat of what I wanted to do today with y'all. God, signing in this freaking computer. I've got to be on the road in six hours. Oh, excuse me. Uh, Not a big turnaround time. Let me grab my other phone. I turned off my AC machine so you know it's real. I'm the type of guy, when you get into the hotel, no matter how hot or cold it is, you turn the AC all the way down. I want it to freeze in here. Keep this room at 60 degrees, ideally. Freeze it out. Every time I roll over to a new section of the the blanket or a new pillow, it feels cold. That's what I want. Trying to get my shit together so I can possibly look at matchups this week. There was a couple I actually wanted to talk about. Uh, First off, Thursday game, Seahawks-Rams. Seahawks at home. Home underdogs for the first time in a while. I will tell you this. The Rams own us. They owned us with Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher always loved to pull out his sneakiest shit during Seahawks games because he loved to stick it to Pete Carroll for whatever reason. Um, But he's no longer here, so... Now Sean McVay goes out and pulls out his craziest shit, and he's going to want to do it against his former run-call coordinator or whatever Shane Waldron was. So I look forward to the game tomorrow. I would have been getting home during the game tomorrow, but because I changed my flight up, I get to be home. I get to pick up my kiddo. get to go take a little stroll before the game ski, and get to enjoy it. So let's pull up ESPN. And I'm sorry for the rambling nature of this podcast. I promise to have a guest next week, even if it's Ron. I hate that guy, but he's better than me just going off by myself here. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's talk. Uh, Padres fired Jace Tingler. Of course they did. They should have fi- never hired a guy named Jace Tingler. Uh, NFLPA head De- DeMora Smith could be on his way out. 
Um, Joey Bosa got underneath Derek Carr's skin, probably with some racism. Uh, Trevor Ariza has ankle surgery. He's out two months. Go Lakers. Uh, Evander Kane may have a fake vaccine card. Um, yeah, and Chris Taylor just hit a walk-off home run. Technically, Cody Bellinger, the winning run in, in a playoff game. Congratulations, Alex. Uh, football here. First off, I will say Team Podcast is a juggernaut in TPD. No one's beating me this year. I'll talk that shit right now. I'm going to go undefeated. No one's going to beat me. Never lost. But in the league that actually matters that people somewhat give a shit about. This week we have the Kletas versus the Walleye. I know I had been talking to Ronnie to come up with some fun bowl game name, and we never actually got to it. So um, we'll have to figure out some fun name for that because... We should have more bowl games in this, um, like the uh, the cocktail party between Florida and Georgia and, uh, you know, the apple cup between Washington and Washington State and the civil war between Oregon and Oregon State and whatever cool rivalry game, the Red River rivalry, Red River rivalry, Red River rivalry, Red River rivalry. Um, so we'll have to come up with stuff like that. I think more people should do that too but here we go here's a matchup this week the Kletas versus the walleye uh paulo versus nut that should be fun the labias versus the kings hopefully the labias can overcome um and uh maybe get a victory this week but the kings are strong uh the two so far most underperforming teams that i think are still going to make the playoffs the apes versus the whale uh then we have the flamingo versus the uh, inaugural champion then we have versus the frostbite and then we have the regulators versus the queen's rejected names that have been changed five or six times due to edibles uh that's the matchup i actually want to look at because i think that one's going to be high scoring they're probably going to both score 170 whoever loses this week is going to be the hard luck loser uh, they're the two undefeated teams in the league and really no end in sight unless they faced each other um it's so weird the two undefeated teams are very deserving and then the two fully defeated teams is one team that just absolutely does not deserve to <laughs> did not have a victory at this point and then there's the whale you know just hopeless um but yeah so right now there's a four-way tie for third place between the Kletas. Paulo and the walleye uh dylan and alex stand pat at two and two the apes the mingos the kings and team nut are all one and three and then yeah the two own four teams bringing up the rear just the labias with some real hard luck there and then the whale just you know total disaster uh total disaster um and i look forward to seeing the results of that i know Last week was pretty close. There were some close games. The Raiders game, Raiders-Chargers ended up deciding the matchups for a lot of people. Um, Speaking of, go Austin Eckler. Hopefully he picked me for his jersey giveaway this week. I haven't seen my DMs yet, but I also haven't been on Twitter very much because I've been in America's butthole. Um, But yeah, uh, I hope everyone has a great week five. Um, I hope... 
if you're defeated, you finally get a victory. And if you're undefeated, one of you is going to not not be undefeated at the end of this. Um, and the other one's going to run directly into the playoffs headfirst as the one seed most likely and uh, have to have some underdog come up and take care of them. So I wish everyone luck. Oh, Jesus. There's a league manager's note that I didn't notice until this point. Notice, heartbreaking. The worst person you know has league manager powers and you don't. I don't know what that means. But I'm not a giant fan of it. Um, so yeah, uh, be back next week with a more energetic podcast. Probably better quality because I'll actually be in the office. Will I be in the office? Next week... Wednesday through Friday, I'm actually in Texas. So I'll be recording a podcast probably on Tuesday. So yeah, I should be in the office, uh, hopefully with a guest. So yeah, hope all of you have a wonderful week. Enjoy the podcast. Fuck Ron and uh, have a nice day.